niche. All right. So uh, God has been good to us, as I mentioned. Genesis chapter 1, verse 19. Genesis chapter 1, uh, from 19 to 28. I will do a number of scriptures, um, which will be my reference point. And our topic uh, this morning is uh, dominion, just dominion. Dominion, one nineteen. So, the evening and the morning were the fourth day. Then God said, let the waters abound with all abundance of living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth across the face of the firmament, basically this is the sky of the heavens. So God created great sea creatures and every living thing that moves with which the waters abounded according to their kind and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good and God blessed them saying, if you can see that uh, verse 20, chapter 20, verse 22, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the sea and let birds multiply on the earth. So the evening and the morning were the fifth day. 24. Then God said, let the earth bring forth the living creature, the living creature according to its kind, cattle and creeping thing and beast of the earth, each according to its kind. And it was so. And God made the beast of the earth according to its kind, cattle according to its kind, and everything that creeps on the earth according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. 26. And God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over the earth and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Are you seeing the way God is emphasizing those things? Then God, 28, blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea over the birds of the air and over everything living and every living thing that moves on the earth. Okay? Before I forget, you see that chapter, verse 29, 28 rather, that God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply. It's the same commandment he has given to the birds in chapter 22. It says, and God bless them and say be fruitful and multiply. You see the same commandment given to fish and bird is given to men. Can you see that? Okay. One distinguishing factor that you already begin to see is that to men he adds something else. He says and have dominion over are you seeing that? Okay. Another thing that you already begin to see that the first word that God speaks to men is be fruitful multiply and have dominion. Hello? And not even necessarily worship me or plant a seed. Is have dominion and multiply. We'll revisit that one. 
let's skip to Luke 19. Remember, our topic is dominion. So today, uh, in today's service, we'll only do one thing. Define dominion. The whole service will just break down dominion. As God gives us time, we'll look at uh, other facets of, of, of dominion. So Luke 19... Sorry, Luke 8. Let's do, let's do uh, Luke 8 first. We'll do 19 later. Luke 8, 26. Luke 8, 26. I'll also read quite a chunk of it. Okay, Luke 8, 26. Then they sailed to the country of Gaterans, which is opposite Galilee. And then he stepped out of, of the land there met him a certain man from the city who had demons. I think you know this story. Who had demons for a long time. And he wore no clothes, nor did he live in a house but in tombs. Then he saw, when he saw Jesus, he cried out, fell down before him, and with a loud voice said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high, high, high God? I beg you, do not torment me. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For it had often seized him, and he was kept under guard, bound with chains and shackles. And he broke the, bo and he broke the bones and was driven by the demon into the wilderness. Jesus asked him, saying, What is your name? And he said, Legion, because many demons had entered him. And they begged him that he would not command them to go out in the ab abyss. Now, a herd of many swine was feeding there on the mountain. So they begged him that he would permit them to enter them, and he permitted them. Then, then the demons went out of the men and entered the swine, and the herd ran violently the steep, the steep place into the lake and drowned that fall. Then those who fed them saw what had happened, they fled and told it to the city and in the country. Then they went out to see what had happened and came to Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had departed sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind, and in his right mind, and they were afraid. They also, they also, they, they also who had seen it told them by what means he who had been demon possessed was healed. Then the whole multitude of the surrounding region of the Gadarenes asked him to depart from them, for they were seized with great fear. And he got in the boat and returned. That eight. Now the men from whom the demons had, had departed begged him that he might that he, he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to your own house and tell what great things God has done for you. And he went away and proclaimed throughout the whole city what great things Jesus had done for him. Amen. You know, sometimes I just feel like uh, just reading scripture is enough for a Sunday sermon. 
So, uh, as I was meditating upon this topic, dominion, I'll be revisiting those scriptures in a while. I watched news this week. Something just, uh, as I was scrolling through my phone, I saw um, that this man who escaped prison uh, and ran to Bungoma, I guess, and the community decided to kill him. Have you followed the story? Yeah. Americans call it a preemptive strike. The community decided to kill him, preempting what he may do. And his father was also captured by media. And he was begging the government to give back the body for his burial so that he can bury his son. I, did you see that? And the was really begging the government. So that's one thing that caught my attention. Okay. The second thing that he said, he said, Mimi sina uwezo. Sina uwezo. I felt sad for that man. That thing, I felt so sad for that man. So that's my first last one week. I revisit that story. The second thing that came to my mind this week, an old man who taught me um, the word of God. And I was a young believer. For some reason, that old man taught me things that I couldn't comprehend at that age. I never understood why, Mama Mwai. I was barely one year in salvation. That man told me stuff that has taken me 20 years now to understand. And you know, um, some of my challenges that God has rebuked me of late has been uh, to forfeit to tell young people certain truth thinking they cannot comprehend. Uh, my wife and I usually host a, 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 a Bible fellowship in, in Dodoma. And the majority of them are young people who come for the Thursday fellowship. And sometimes you have got this truth you want to unleash, but you look at the age average and you realize they may not comprehend. This is too much for them. Even sometimes we are preachers, we are always sometimes tempted. You find that this one may, is too radical for the church. And so God has been rebuking me, teaching me the week about how that man taught me stuff when I was young and now it's unraveling like a fruit, like a flower in my mind. And one thing he told me, he told me, look here, Godfrey. We were sitting with him on the balcony. May God keep his soul in eternal peace. He told me, my son, when you see, I'll translate in Swahili, when you see demons playing in a place, know one thing, that there's deficient, there's deficiency of the word of God in that place. Hello? He said, ukiona mapepo inacheza mahali, jua kama sehemu hiyo haina neno la mungu. That was the year 2002. It was too mind-boggling for me to understand what he said. And with age, I'm beginning to understand this truth. What this man was teaching me was the principles of dominion. Hello? And so, when God creates man, the first thing he tells him is be productive and not just being productive, but be, dom but be dominant. The word dominion basically means be dominant. Hello? Not just productivity, but produce and be dominant. 
we had a, a, one of the um, our first ladies in this country. Uh, she's since passed. Mama Lucy. Remember Mama Lucy? <laughs> Mama Lucy used to tell the politicians, "Kalia eh, Kiti Sawa." Remember that? For those who don't understand that language, uh, it's deep. Kalia Kiti Sawa Sawa. Be dominant. Now, let me help break you down. Let me help break down that word. Dominion. Dominion means sovereign or supreme authority. Sovereign or supreme authority. In the portion we have read, Christ comes in that area. It's called what? Ghana something. And the demons were in charge. They were wearing good suits. They were dominating the area. The Bible says, no man will tame that demon-possessed man. Hello? In other words, those guys had dominated. They were walking like bosses. Demons are just walking like this, you know? My friend Colin Jorok used to tell me, they are walking around like this. And Christ arrives. A different authority. Amekalia kiti, sawa. And the first thing they ask him, please, do not destroy us. Your time has not come. There were bosses and another boss has come. Hello? In this country, we have got the president. But there are some presidents when they come here. Even Safaricom doesn't work. Hello? <laughs> ah. Sovereign or supreme authority. Christ comes with the fullness of his dominion. And the demon recognizes that dominion. And they beg him to go into sheep, into, into pigs. Do you know what pigs is to a Jewish man? Do you know? If you want to possess a good house in Nairobi or... Uh, in Jerusalem, just carry a, you know, a pig's head and throw in the house, they will move out of that house. The way Muslims fear pigs. It's a genesis. Now, these Jewish demons were asking to go into the pigs. Such lowest degradation of authority. Hello? Yani you are saying, I am the president of this region, but because you have come, I am willing to go and stay in a one-bedroom house somewhere in the village so you can rule. You're following the story. Sovereign authority. Thing number two about dominion. Dominion means power to direct. Power to direct. Power to control. Hallelujah. Power to direct. Power to control. In Jeremiah 29, my, one of my favorite scripture. The children of Israel have been taken into Babylon. And certain prophets come and tell the children of Israel 
that you will only be here for a few years. Therefore, don't dominate, so to speak. Hello? Jeremiah comes into an eye and tells them, my children, listen to me. Get wives and get children. Buy land and grow olives. Dominate. Hello? Stop focusing on going back home. Dominate. Brethren, when I learn that thing, whenever I go somewhere, I sit squarely. I sit squarely. Today, if I found myself in New York, I'll sit squarely. Okay. So Jeremiah tells them, dominate. Forget about this mind of will you go back home. This is your home. Every time God plants, the Bible says, where your food shall trade, you shall possess. Dominate. Subdue. The word control, people have misused it, meaning manipulate. There's a difference between control and manipulate. Control, when it's used in business, it means being able to bring things that are going offside back to line. Hello? That is control. In other words, bring things that are going wayward back to line. That's who we are. When we dominate, we bring things that are going haywire hey wire, back to line. That man whom we have just read, that scripture, he was demon-possessed. Christ comes by dominion and puts him back to line. Dominion. Direct. Direct basically means being able to allocate resources because you have got the power. Direct. When you are the boss, you allocate resources. There's something this country called, um, uh, we call it ministry without portfolio. Have you heard of that? Minister without portfolio. Hello? Oh, it's called Tuju, right? There's a time in this country in 2002 if you remember those who were of age, the then late vice president was appointed as the first, uh, as, as, a, as a vice president to Kibaki. And then he was not given a ministry. You remember the story? You remember this. Others are young. You remember this. And the next day there was a lot of complaints in the media. And they were saying they have given him the vice presidency without portfolio. And so Kibaki had to cover ministry and give, I think it was local government. Okay, basically, being, being in control means you have got the power and resources to allocate. So dominion means you have got something to give. Hello? And being able to, to allocate and apportion because you have got the power. If today you stood let's say, uh, on TV. My brother, Feb February, you've stood on the TV today and said, uh, today, a portion of Hurupak, we want to allocate it for something. You, brother, February. After here, outside here, and you went and said that. It's likely that we may think you are offside. We may not even take 
you seriously. But if today some people in this country stood up and said that, we will take it seriously. Either the next day we'll be having a demonstration or there'll be GSU there guarding that piece of land. Security. Someone has said that this land is supposed to go. You get eh? It is dominion. Dominion. So as believers, we have, we need to know that and we need to know our resources and our disposal that we are able to control. Remember today we are only defining what? Dominion. Two weeks after I come back, pastor, we will pick up from there. In other words, I'm allocating myself a preacher for other weeks. <laughs> I'm dominating, right? <laughs> okay. And another definition of dominion is right of possession. Right of possession. You have got the right to possess, just closely to control. Right of possession. Okay. And finally, uh, dominion basically means territory under government. Territory under government. A good example. Today I can go to my house and sit on the couch and say, ah, can I have some cup of tea? Just speak in the air. Don't mention any name. Can I have a cup of tea? <laughs> I can assure you, Brother February, I'll have a cup of tea. <laughs> now, where I stay, the neighbors. Imagine if I, Sister Lucy, I just found myself in a neighbor's home, okay? And I did the same thing. I sat there with her mother, say, hey, I need a cup of tea. Hello? Are you seeing territory? Government has changed. They will think I'm a madman. The tea will not come and I'll be kicked out. Okay. So dominion has got to do with the territory. Okay. In the scripture we have read, we saw that there's a reason why that scripture began with an outline or a mention of our city. God is something, very difficult for me to pronounce that. God is something. Those demons were the demons of that territory. Okay, let me put it this way. That demons have got territories. Hello? Demons operate by territory. Okay. But the spirit of God operates across. He covers. He dominates. Anaka. Sour, sour. So when Christ arrived, he arrived with a spirit that dominates all areas. And so those little demons that were there realized, mm -mm, a strong power has come. And so demons operate by territory. One day I crossed over to, had been sent for work in Uganda. There's a place called Fort Porto. I don't know whether we've got Ugandans here. Uh, my sister Irene, Alisa may know this. Fort Porto is a beautiful place, like Kitale. Beautiful place. And I was driving to a place called Cassese. Remember we did Cassese, uh, something mining in Cassese. Was it copper or something? Yes, I was going to Cassese. There is a river between Port Porto, uh, Port, uh, Fort Porto and Cassese region. And immediately across that river, everything changed. I asked my driver, 
hey, where are we now? He said, have you seen that river? That river separates Kasese and Fort Porto. And then he said, the people on this side are very poor. That's the driver. When I asked him, what is, he said, the people of this side are very poor. A river, one river. In my mind, I knew. Territorial spirits. Territorial spirits. Last two weeks, I was in Kisumu. I traveled to Kisumu. Uh, to Kisumu. I did all the Western circuit. You know, Kisumu, Siaya, Kakamega, uh, Kitale, Transoy, Bungoma. I drove across. And Kakamega, as a county, is so distinct from the neighbors. Hello? Dominion. Dominion. Understanding? Dominion. When you step from Kakamega like this, until I, I wrote on Facebook, when you, when, when you cross from Kakamega to Siaya, immediately you know the difference. You know you're in a different county. When you cross Kakamega to Bungoma, immediately you know there's a difference. Immediately you leave Kakamega to Transoya, you know there is an immediate difference. These guys have got the roads well done, Kakamega. It's even greener and orderly. When you cross to Siaya, hell breaks loose. I am telling you, there are those who are shoving fish in your eyes and maize and noise and dust. Same country. One governor has understood dominion. Kalia Sawasawa. Others are still wish-wash. We call it wash-wash, right? Wash-wash. Brethren, God has called us to dominate. To change direction. To allocate resources. That's who we are. To kalie sawasa. When the president is sitting on his seat, he doesn't sit halfway. The guy sits straight, writing an affair like this. That's who we should be. So we have tried to define dominion. Let's look at facts about dominion. Next other week, after Fortnite, we'll look at the why and the how of dominion. Territory, territory. And so God, as before we got facts, so God in his wisdom teaches us about territory in his scripture. He tells the children of Israel, of Israel when they are crossing over the promised land, he tells them, when you go there, I think Deuteronomy 28, do this, and inhalate the inhabitants, the parasites, all the ites. Were they Kushites? Parasites, Canaanites, all the ites. He says, destroy everything except the trees. Hello? He's teaching them territorial management. When you are there, ka sawa sawa. Sit properly. Jeremiah tells those guys, please get married. Buy land. He's telling them ka sawa sawa. Recently, I don't know whether I told my wife, our landlord in, in Dodoma, uh, I called him recently. He called me, we were talking about transactions. Uh, 
the house is very prime, next to the prime minister. I think you heard me saying that story. Our neighbor is the prime minister. So when you were ch chatting, I told him, Mze, you know what? I think you need to give me this, you need to sell me this land. I think I got him off guard. By there, I don't have that money that by land, but you know that faith. <laughs> I want to live next to the prime minister. And he said, when are you next in Dodoma? I told him, I'll be there from tomorrow. He said, I'll come to see you. You see what? Territory. When I go somewhere, I sit sour. And part of that sitting sour sour is owning real estate. You know, that's a different story. Facts about territory. Number one, facts about territory. Number one, as I've mentioned, the dominion has jurisdiction or territory. Our territory as believers is the earth. God says, subdue the earth. If you are a believer, our territory is boundless. Hello? We operate like Christ. When you go a place, we sit sour sour. That's why the demons understood a higher power has come. Brethren, when you are hired at a place, it is your territory. The Bible says, where your food shall step, you shall possess. When you arrive at a place, you arrive, you sit, sour, sour. Me, I believe every time that if I join your organization, you can only go up. You can only succeed. If it's a business, you can always, just always succeed. Because I understand the territorial powers of dominion. Okay. So that is important. Number two, about the fact about dominion. That dominion is contingent upon uh, various factors. The dominion is dependent on the following. Number one, truth about dominion. Dominion is dependent on knowledge capital. Knowledge capital. The reason why China is dominating the world today and they don't shoot any gun. China is the only economy that is growing without shooting anyone. It is knowledge. Chinese have invested in knowledge. I watched this man who died, um, the owner of Apple. What was his name? Job? Steve Jobs. No, no, no. The one who came after him. Crook something. Cook. Tim Cook, yes. He was being interviewed, I think on CNN. And they asked him why many companies in the U.S. are taking jobs to China. And he said something very powerful. He said, many people think that we take jobs to China because of cheap labor. He said, that is not true. He said, it is the per capita availability of technical staff in a single area in China. Hello? He said, once you put a factory in China, wherever you put, you are so sure to find a mass of technical expertise in that area. Ay, 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 ay. I said, man. This is powerful. 
Second thing about China. There are these tests that are being done by under OECD, um, UNESCO. They're called PISA. You know PISA tests? Assessment, PISA tests. Hey, church, please follow me slowly. <laughs> these are learning assessments that compares one country to another, right? China used to participate with the U.S. Nowadays, they don't like participating. It became a political issue in the U.S. China, the children in China, topped that thing for three years consecutively in sciences. By far from the next ones. And so the test creators decided to make it political. Now they don't want China to participate because China was exposing the U.S. It, was, it became an issue in parliament. The U.S. were discussing how far backward the education is. China is not selling anything to the world. They are only dominating by knowledge capital. So you are as strong in domination as far as your knowledge can take you. You know, the reason why we are still a colony, by the way, no one should tell you we have got independence. Independence is just on paper. The reason why we are a colony, it is knowledge capital. <laughs> are you following this story very slowly? So as believers, to dominate as God wants us to dominate, it's imperative that we gain knowledge. There's a reason why the Jews are a dominant force in the U.S. and in the world. You may say entrepreneurship, but let me tell you one thing. People keep saying that, you know, you can be a millionaire without education. And they keep picking a few names, right? Keep saying so-and-so never went to university. Let me tell you, those are outliers. Those are, no one should cheat you. Education with entrepreneurship skills will take you far. And so the Jews understood this. When they came to the US after the Second World War, many of the first generations that came to the US were hand, handicraft people. There's a book called um, The Jewish Phenomenon. You need to get it. Uh, Jewish Phenomenon, very powerful book. These guys came as, as, as traders and artisans. Artisans, plumbers, you know plumbers? Cherehani, uh, tailors. Two generations thereafter, after that generation, the next guys are technical, competent guys. Today, U.S. is dominated. Top jobs in the U.S. by Jews. Actually, study, a study was done, I think, in, in 2008. It showed that 34% per capita of Jews have got a college degree. 34% in the US compared to 11% of other communities average. Hello? 34% of Jews. Now, that's a college degree. At postgraduate level, 34% Jews compared to 6% others in the community per capita. Knowledge, capital. And so the Bible says, and Moses was schooled in the wisdom of the Egyptians and he was powerful in word and in deed. The reason why Moses was powerful was not money. 
it was because he was equipped in the wisdom of the Egyptians. Knowledge capital. It's a fact of dominion. As believers, we need to equip ourselves every day with the knowledge. The first knowledge we need to have is knowledge of this thing. If this thing can be, if you can take this word and dissolve it in water and drink it, I'm telling you, And that's why every time my, 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 my wife and I, every, every time we have gone to a fellowship, we have always been compelled to support Sunday school. Hello? And the Arabs understand this. Don't allow anyone to joke with our education system. That's knowledge capital, our children. Let's saturate them with the word of God. First of all, the word of God. And by the way, having said that, I want to pledge my wife's tent for the Sunday school. Hello. I, I know how much she earns, right? Dominion. So one tent is hers. Okay, so can we take all the tents, baby? Yes, we can take the tents for this Sunday school. And, and I remember one day pastor, one pastor said that let's ensure that the Sunday school teachers are well educated. Okay? And so, Pastor, one of the things that I recommend the church eldership is to ensure that the Sunday school teachers have got a regular refresher course. You know, at our age, we can afford to, you know, we have eaten enough of this wisdom. But we want to have the best of the best teaching our Sunday school. Hello? And the best infrastructure, brother, brother George, the first thing we, we, we install there is not the big tent. It's the tent for the children. And it should be beautiful than the rest. Hello? And during cold weather, we want it to be heated. Some heating on the sides. Why? Knowledge, capital. So the word of God. Let's saturate our children with the stories of the Bible, with the word of God. Our children will possess the gates of our enemies. Hallelujah. I assure you this. The second one which I've mentioned is the education for believers. Believers, if you are here and you are in class, dominate the education system. Learn the wisdom of the Chaldeans like Daniel. Daniel was not just a governor for the sake of governor. The man was wise. The Bible says that, right? The man was wise. So, let's absorb all the information that we can. In school, anywhere you can get opportunity to absorb information, obtain it. As a believer, obtain it. That's the only sure way of dominion. That will call, will call upon us to apportion our time for entertainment. 
Knowledge and entertainment have strange bedfellows. I've never understood that relationship. Let me repeat that. Knowledge acquisition and entertainment are strange bedfellows. If you want to acquire education, make up your mind. You'll have to sacrifice a lot of entertainment. Hello? You will have to delay gratification. I keep challenging my young, my young brothers. Really, you can't watch two soccer matches every weekend, Saturday. 90 minutes, one soccer match, another one. That's how many minutes? 120 on Saturday. Then Sunday, you repeat with the same cycle. My brother, where do you get that time? Where do you get that time? Many of the young guys in church, they only talk about players. If you take them out of the players, who has bought who? who has, they do not know anything apart from soccer. And they call those teams my team. Brethren, let's be of a different mind. <laughs> you don't own any team. If you own, we will know. <laughs> no, I'm saying this with a lot of mom. I'm saying this with a lot of bitterness. Sorry, with a lot of, a lot of love and, and heartache. Really. Really, brethren, you are 25 years old and your life of entertainment is four hours every day. No, my brother, no, 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 no. By 30 years, we'll begin to see the difference between you and the one who took a different path. By 30 years, you're so apparent. Even girls know you don't have knowledge. I'm telling you. Ladies know, this man is not, it's not marriage material. They know. It is so apparent. When I'm saying that because that's the time biblically that we are supposed to be taking leadership mantle. You arrive there and you are clueless. You come like Adonijah and, 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 and uh, Samson, um, Solomon. They are all vying for the same thing. But one of them stands out. The Bible says that David never admonished or rebuked Adonijah. Adonijah didn't have any wisdom. The guy was only good looking. My friend, good looks have got a shelf time. I think I've said this before. Looks have got a shelf time. Hello? But knowledge is for a lifetime. So believers, let's learn from our brother's Jews. Let's learn from Moses. Let's access information. Write information. You know, when you're on Facebook, look for information. My wife keeps telling me, I know what you're doing. I'm like, what? You are reading stuff on Facebook. Or you're reading stuff on the phone. It's not just entertainment. You'll find me, I've, I've got a link. I'm reading something important. I think we can excel in this area, right? For those in school, young men like these ones, excel. 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 Be the leader. Excel. Amen? I can't belabor that point. That knowledge is important. And that's why Paul tells us in, in, in Galatians that as, as far as a hair is still a child, doesn't have knowledge, he can't be given the authority to rule. Remember that? He said when we were still children, we were under, we were under observation and under our guardians, okay? But when we grew, we became something else. 
you only leave certain oppression with knowledge. Certain demons in our lives, can, in the lives of believers, cannot be cast away by laying on, horn, on hands. It's just knowledge, as Adam said, told me. That where the word of God is, demons don't joke. Hello? Knowledge. Knowledge, capital. Another fact about dominion is contingent upon resources. I think I've mentioned that. Remember today we're just defining dominion. It's contingent upon resources. That to be dominant, you require resources. The reason why I taught you about Barzillai phenomenon, remember Barzillai phenomenon? When David was handing over the mantle to Solomon, he said, let the family of Barzillai be among those who eat on your table. Remember that? Why? Because Barzillai had fed David when he was in the wilderness. And I said Barzillai was a billionaire in his time. Hello? So Barzillai comes to dominate the kingship of David. When you read in Jeremiah, actually, he was given land, prime land in Jerusalem. Why? He dominated because he had resources. He had resources. Brethren, the Bible says that money answered everything. That's the Bible. That's why it says there was a certain poor man in the city who rescued a city, but no one remembered him. Hello? Ecclesiastes. Why? Resources. My brother, you can have a lot of wisdom, but that wisdom, that knowledge you have, can only take you far without resources. There's a reason why we have got these guys called Mount Kenya something. They're called Mount Kenya what? Foundation. They're called, no, no, not Mount, they're called Foundation. They are summoning politicians, and the politicians are going there. Hello? Why do you think they are doing that? They have got no position in the government. Some of them you have never heard of them. But when they call Raila, Raila goes quickly. Say, I want to listen to you. They are calling everyone. Why is it so? The resources, they control the past strings. Brethren, there is an extent where our voice as believers in the governance of this country will not go if we don't control resources. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Some of these leaders we have in this country are appointed in the boardroom. And until my brother, Baba Mwai, you on that side, not control who will be the next governor. And this thing, let's teach our children to understand them. There's a place for, for, for spiritual warfare and a, a place for knowledge and there's a place for resources. Let our children know. Otherwise, we'll be having songos leading us. It's not a joke. We'll be having the likes of songo leading brains like us. Why? Because we are not represented when they are sharing the kill. So dominion Resources, dominion, resources. But it's like we control the way Israel was governed because he was sitting on the table with the king. Why? He had 
resources. Resources of knowledge and resources of investment. I want when talking about in the next few years, talking about billionaires in our country, let us be mentioned. Hello? Let us be mentioned. We will control who leads us. Hello? These guys you see, I'm telling, let me repeat that point. These guys you see leading us, many of them, when they come to the ballot, is only certification. We are only verifying a decision made elsewhere in a golf course. Let that sink. And so when you have opportunity to be in the golf course, like my brother, my brother Baba Mwai, when you have got membership, be a member and sit on the right table. Hello? It is not wicked. It's not wicked. Hello? It's not wicked. Money answered The last one. Pastor, I said so that I can be relevant. Let me stop with the last point. Relevant the next, next, in the, in the next uh, session. The next final point about dominion, which is contingent upon, is that dominion is contingent upon military might. Dominion is contingent upon military might. Okay. So what's happening in the world is also true for the spiritual world. Okay. The reason why certain countries, if they don't want your leader, hello, if they don't just like your leader, they will get rid of him. Let's just be honest. Certain countries allow us to have certain leaders because they're just allowing us. If they don't like your face, your leader will go. Either Machiavelli way or by military might. Do you think Saddam Hussein had any problem? Do you think this guy in Libya really had any major wicked weakness from the other leaders? No, they just didn't like his face. And face I mean by many things, right? His policy was contrary to other guys, and they removed him. That was military might, brutal. Otherwise, they begin internal resurrection, insurrection. Eh? All of a sudden, um, opposition is very strong. Demonstration, yeah, yes. You know, emotions, blah, 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 blah. All of a sudden, your leader is under siege. Hello? Tunisia. You saw the Tunisia, you know, those Tunisia things. Yeah, no, young men don't come from the university and riot for, for, for two months. Who told you? What do they eat? <laughs> My point is this, that dominion has got to do with military might. Okay? Some countries can come to your country and just dominate and sit there. Hello? <laughs> they are not Kenyans, but they come to Kenya and sit and control our fuel our prices, our food, hello. Why? Military might. And they teach us something in the spirit. The Bible says this, that whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. 
And this is the victory that we have, even our faith. So military, uh, 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 something about military. Good military is strong in offensive. Hello? Is strong on offensive. And God is telling us from that scripture, from 1 John, that as believers, we have got the weapons of offense, which is our faith. Hello? That whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that we have, even our faith. I'm sure now, let's go back to soccer. They say a good team is the one that is good in offensive. Hello? That the best defense is offensive. Okay. That point is, is at home. So as believers, we'll be looking at the arsenals of our, of our offense in the next session. Second thing is that even as you are good in offense, you need a good defense. Hello? So God did not just give us strikers. He gave us defenders. And he said, and put on the full armor of God that you may be able to withstand. Hello? Defensive. Should you find yourself on the back foot, God has given us the resources to manage attacks. Dominion. That he has created us to be dominant. I hope you have been blessed. That is the definition of dominion. It's not being brutal. It's being equipped. Knowing what to do. We'll pick up from there. God bless you.